Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, a podcast where two amateur mixologists introduce homemade cocktails and discuss what makes each one a giant hit. Now, here are your hosts, Finn and Matthew Henry. Hey there, lovers of libations. I'm Matthew Henry, your jubilant guide on this spirited journey, and by my side is the illustrious Ben Henry, today's sovereign of sips and swirls. Can you believe it? We're shaking things up for our 150th episode. That's right, we've mixed, muddled, and meandered our way through 150 adventures in the art of cocktail creation. From timeless classics to the avant-garde, we've been your bartenders in the cloud, and we're not stopping anytime soon. So put on your party hats and get those shakers ready because today's episode promises to be a milestone of mixology madness. You're tuned in to the 150th episode of Giant Cocktails. Let the epic celebration begin. How you doing, sovereign of sips and swirls? Ooh, I like the sips and swirls part. I think sovereign, ugh, ugh, so mundane. Yeah, I, actually, I wasn't really, I'm not used to it being a noun. So that, that's kind of a, mm. um, yeah, in my mm-hmm. mind, it, mm-hmm. it sounded a little weird. Yeah, well, I'm often, I'm off. I was the czar. That's a noun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, it's our sesquicentennial. It is. Easy for you to say. I, it was easy, and I didn't even have to look that up. I'm I don't even know if that's actually correct, but we're going to go with it. It is our sesquicentennial episode. I I think it's a little bit cheating because like every other episode is a cocktail episode and every other episode is a baseball episode. So I don't know that we've been like muddling and. Yeah, we're kind of under the giant cocktail brand, if you will. That's true. So I feel like this is our 150th episode that you and I have done. That's true. That's true. And for the last two seasons, the Giants have been muddling their way through. (laughs) So that kind of counts. It does. It does. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Let's see. How am I doing? I'm doing pretty well. You know, it was another week. I did things. As one does. Yeah. I chose to do some things. I chose not to do other things. And, uh, you know, I lived my life. I, I don't really remember what I did. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a it was a low it was a low week. But you know what? I like those low um, low week. It was, it was a low effort week, you know? And and I like low effort weeks. Yeah. That's just you just get to just just ride it and not have to like worry about anything. I like those weeks too. Yeah. How was your week? Low effort, I hope. Uh well it was a four day week. You know, for one, uh, which is always nice. It's the best part about a previous three-day weekend is you get a four-day week the next week. Although sometimes I feel like you're trying to catch up from that extra one less day, you know, trying to cram four day, you know, five days worth of work into four days. So I don't know. It was it was okay, though. And uh, i trying to think. We had uh, my daughter's uh, inaugural soccer game of the season uh, Saturday night. They whooped and, in my bet. Oh, well, you know, the Giants won nine to one. And for a while there, I was trying to figure out how if 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 my daughter's team was going to lose that badly. And uh, and they did. They actually I think the final score we lost track, actually. But I think it was 12 to nothing. 
12 to nothing. Yes. So yeah. 12 to nothing. Yeah, you know, they're, they're a work in progress. They're, uh, they're, <laughs> yeah. they, got, well, they got some things to, to work they on. They were having fun, I bet. Yeah, well, it, it, clearly, yes, they were having fun. I, they, they didn't seem to care about the score, which was fine. I didn't care about the score either, just that it was kind of funny. It was fun. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those parents just like, you know, just go have fun, go run around. You know, I don't, you know, in, in 20 years, are you really going to remember, like, what the score of your, like, 14 and under soccer game was? No. Well, I mean, I, I think not. that kind of score you might remember. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> and, and hopefully laugh about it. All right. Well, so I do have a question for you. Okay. Yes. And and it kind of ties into to something we're going to talk about later. But uh, when you're out shopping, let's say at a box store or something, and you've got your choice between the name brand and the generic, you know, or knockoff brand, uh, which one are you going with? Oh boy. Um, you know what? I I I like to think that I'm the intelligent, smart guy who always goes with the right choice mm-hmm. um i like to think that that's not who i am I, so i i often <laughs> choose the name brand i think because i'm like oh this is just the same and then and then i reach for the no name brand but then i just i look at it and i look at that knockoff like you know logo you know like uh, it's like you know shady farm or whatever you know yes, uh, yes, and i'm yeah. just like uh and then i just reach over for the for the name brand now that's not true at certain locations where I feel much more confident, like who's making the knockoff. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like at like, Costco. Like, I was just going to say at Costco, right? You're going to go with Kirkland. over. Yeah. I often go with Kirkland at, at Costco. So I guess I'm OK. Like I'm not against going with the, you know, I'm not just a solely name brand person. And but I'm not I'm not quite convinced or smart enough to always go with the knockoff brand either. So I guess I'm sort of in the middle you know, hmm. which sounds kind of lame, <laughs> but you know, I'm going to wear it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to own it. I'm just, I'm uncertain, un, uninformed Ben. Okay. That's me. All right. Yeah. I, you know, for me, I am, I am a cheap bastard. And <laughs> yes, I so I am going knock off all the time. Like I, the only thing that I don't do knock off weirdly enough is dishwasher detergent. Like I've, I've just tried too many. <laughs> That, you know, ah. if, if you're not going with Cascade or, you know, or something like that, then it just it just doesn't do the same. It's not and, the same. And yeah. so I which I don't know why I mean, I'm happy with everything. I'm happy with the knockoff laundry detergent. I'm hand, happy with you know all the other stuff. But then when it comes to dishwashing detergent, it just doesn't it doesn't come. The knockoff brands haven't haven't stepped up. OK, well, you have standards. That's good. I That's do. good. You're I way do. better than me. I, I, I'm all over the place. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just floundering. All right. Well, you know what time it is. Is it that time? It's time for... Tip Tip of the the day! day! It's time for tip of the day. Tip of the day. Uh, There was a reason that I asked you for name brand versus knockoff. Because did you know, Ben, that you can also have knockoff lemon juice? Knockoff lemon... I do know that. Yeah, Yeah, you go to the grocery... Yeah, I'm not talking about the big yellow bottle, though. Like the, the, the big yellow bottle is. Whoa, you know, whoa, the, whoa, whoa. Sometimes that yellow bottle is shaped like a lemon, Matthew, which <laughs> makes it almost feel like it's real. It does. It does. Uh, and, and it's funny because now that I say that, like, um, here I am going to tout um, this this new way of doing things. And I feel like maybe it's just the same as buying a yellow bottle. I don't know. No, it's not. I'm going to I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> OK. OK. So the tip of the day 
is, did you know if you're feeling adventurous that you can make your own lemon juice uh, using uh, one lemon and you can make like eight times the amount of lemon juice just using one lemon? This sounds like something you learned on TikTok. This is, this sounds like TikTok it, magic. It was YouTube, okay? It wasn't TikTok. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. But uh, well, it might be on TikTok. It probably is on TikTok. Well, let well. me let me guess. Let me guess. You put the lemon in the dishwasher with your <laughs> your knockoff dishwasher detergent, and then and then when it comes out, you just give it a second squeeze, and it's like yeah, there it is, there it is. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but, but make sure you use the name brand dishwasher detergent, uh, <laughs> right? Because otherwise, yeah. <laughs> No, actually, what you do is you you peel, you take the peel of one lemon and you take some citric acid powder and you combine them in a in a jar and you shake it up and coat the peels within the citric acid and you create an oleo like it it, it, it pulls out the oils out of the out of the, the, the peel. And then you take some water and you add water to it. And there's a ratio to this. So I'm, it's not just haphazard. There's a ratio that you have to use. And I'll explain that in a second. But then you put that in a blender and you blend it all up. Uh, and then um, and then you can squeeze the, the the juice from the one lemon that you used into it. And and what it does is it makes about eight times the amount of juice as one juice as one lemon does. So it saves money. I mean, that's one one aspect of doing it this way, because actually citric acid is very inexpensive. You can buy a lot of it for you know five, ten bucks or whatever. So that's one. Another is because it it doesn't have whatever is in a lemon. There's another type of acid that's in a lemon that actually oxidizes. It, it facilitates the oxidation level of the lemon juice. And so that's not in there. So it's actually shelf stable for a very long time. Uh, and then and then thirdly, it's better for the environment uh, because you're not having all of this lemon waste, you know, like the peels and the rinds and all that that have to be disposed of and all of that. Uh and so uh, I have made that today. And and if you are interested in doing this, uh, because this is tip of the day, uh, and on go on reach us on Twitter or on Instagram, and I will uh, put uh, some information on where to find um, websites that you can use to to do this yourself. And there's one that I followed that actually has a little calculator where you take a scale and you tell it how many grams of of, of lemon peels you're using, and it will tell you how many grams of acid and how many grams of water that you need to add to make uh, a lemon juice. Uh, you can also do this for lime juice. You just have to also have malic acid, which is also incredibly cheap. And uh, I'm still kind of tweaking the malic one. The lemon one came out wonderful. The uh, the the lime juice uh, still is a little more bitter than I would like. I think I need to play around with uh, the ratios a little bit. But uh, um, but it still, it made a really good cocktail that I'm going to present today using my what they call super juice. When I say they, I mean the the industry, the 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 bartender like people out on you know that that know these things. They're calling it super juice. Matthew's super juice. This is your own knockoff version of lemon juice. Exactly. Matthew's lemon super juice. Yes. Uh, coming soon. Matthew's lime super juice. Yes. As soon as I can get it to taste a little bit more like lime. <laughs> right. uh, and and uh, and and I I started doing this because I'm actually doing a charity. Um, uh, bartending for uh, a fundraiser coming up for our local high school's athletic program. And they're doing a casino night or a poker night. 
to be more specific. And uh, and so I told them that I would do a bar. And then I realized how much citrus that I'm actually going to have to to, to create and make uh, before this. And I was like, oh, gosh. And so that really I'd been thinking about doing this whole thing before. And now I'm like, I'm all in because I need to create a lot of lemon juice <laughs> for this uh, for this this, this cherry right. auction coming up. So so that's uh, that's the tip of the day. Make your own lemon and lime juice. You, too, can become the people that makes the product with all of the weird names on the ingredients bottle. But because you made it in your own kitchen, it's fine. It is fine. Right. All right. Good tip, Matthew. I like it. It's very it's very sciencey and and simultaneously cheap of you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. And again, don't be afraid of it. It is really easy. You just need a you need a scale, digital scale. And, you know, I bought the citric acid and malic acid off of uh, Amazon. I would or you could also probably go down to your like specialty store, you know, your your uh, whole eats, you know, or whatever, you know, and uh, and find uh, find that as well. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that's what I'm making. And, you know, today I made it in a cocktail. Would you like to hear what I did today? Yes, Matthew. Pray tell, what is your cocktail today? So my cocktail is called, and I did not name this. It's called Limon Love Affair with Bourbon. And, uh, it's by a, uh, a bartender on Instagram called the Cocktail Contessa. And uh, you, at cocktail underscore Contessa on Instagram. And uh, she does some some great uh, work there. And, and I've, I've, I've kind of filed this one way because it kind of feels still summery, but also maybe late summery, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah. um, so I, I'm starting to kind of feel like, all right, if I'm going to have to transition to fall in a couple weeks, then I should start kind of slowly changing my my palate a little bit. So that's right. where this one comes from. Uh, but it's still <laughs> summer, Ben. It's still summer. Uh-huh. This is a sure summer cocktail. Is. Yeah. All right. So what's what's in a limon love affair with bourbon? It is one and a half ounces of bourbon, a half ounce of lemon juice, and I am using my super juice, three quarter ounces of limoncello, Five to six mint leaves, one tablespoon of apricot preserves. You could also use peach preserves or, dare I say, lemon curd. And you're going to add two dashes of black lemon bitters and two dashes of Orleans bitters, uh, which are uh, brands from the, the scrappy brand of bitters. And you're going to put those all into a cocktail shaker with ice and you're going to shake vigorously for a good 15 seconds. Uh, the the preserves in there need to really get worked around a little bit. And uh, and then you're going to double strain this into a rocks glass with ice. And you definitely need the double strain because there's mint leaves and like chunks of preserves and all this stuff in there. You, so you definitely need the, the second double strain uh, strainer there. And uh, then you're going to garnish it with a mint sprig and or a lemon wheel. And you are left with a very refreshing, uh, lemony, uh, basically a sour. Uh, what the preserves do, though, is they kind of give you this thicker mouthfeel, which is wonderful. It's like this nice kind of viscosity in there. That's uh, And that's kind of where I feel like gives the hint of fall coming because it's like, you know, in the summer, you're just you're gulping stuff. And in this one, this is a sipper. 
this is kind of something you're going to enjoy a little bit. Uh, but the mint sprig in your nose as you're drinking and the mouthfeel with the apricot preserves uh, just gives it a nice, nice complement of each other. And uh, I really like it. So that's what I'm drinking today, Ben. The Limon Love Affair with Bourbon. With Super Juice. Super Juice. I like this one. I, I find it interesting that it's got it's got all kinds of lemon and limon in it yes because it's it's got lemon juice in your case you're using your super juice but it also has the black lemon bitters which 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 what is a black lemon i have no idea black lemons are oh it's actually a lime oh did we talk about this in a previous episode i think we did I think we did. Maybe a stupid. You were supposed to have remember. a black lemon, or and then that's right. And, and then you, the, but the the old dried up one at the bottom of your bin didn't really count. Right, exactly, because these are they're actually dried up dried limes, which turn black, and they're called black lemons. Uh, and you have a bitters made out of those yeah. in this particular case. Interesting. All right, but then you also have the limon cello. Well, the reason I used the limoncello, and this that actually was the one that really called it called it out to me because I've had a bottle of limoncello in my fridge for a very long time, and and I'm like, all right, I need to start utilizing some of this. And it's been about half full for oh the last part of the year, and so I'm like, all right. right, I need to start, I need to start finding some stuff. And so that was one of the reasons that I went with this one because I had it and I wanted to use it. So that's um, that drew me. To you it. had to move that. Had to move the limoncello. All yes. right, I like it. So this this does have a lot of lemon flavor. Is that is that really dominant flavor in the? Or I should say at least you know. Tart, I mean, yeah, the, the flavor is, but the um the the apricot preserves and the limoncello is sweet, right? So. Uh, and it, and so that kind of doesn't, it's not bitter, right? I mean, it's just, uh, you got the right. lemon kind of uh, taste there. And then the mint gives us kind of like, like a little bit of a, uh, like a menthol almost kind of feel when you're, uh, you're breathing mm-hmm. and, and drinking it. It's really, really refreshing. I really like it. Well, I mean, this actually sounds really, um, like a lot of fun to make, uh, especially with your super juice. Let's talk about the the apricot preserves and the mouthfeel because um, that's kind of relevant to my cocktail that I'm going to talk about and maybe is going to continue in for the next couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. But uh, but what is the like what is the effect that the the apricot preserves are doing? Is it is it making it chunky? Is it making it no? Uh, you know, and and it, it's interesting, and I can talk about this because the first time I tried this. Uh, the recipe, original recipe that she put on Instagram actually calls for peach preserves. And I, I didn't have peach preserves, uh, and uh, but I had peach liqueur. So ah. I swapped out the, the the preserves for the liqueur and I tasted it and it was way too peachy. And uh, and it was um, and I didn't know it at the time, but it, it, it didn't have that mouthfeel. And right. then I rummaged through my fridge and thought and found that I had apricot preserves. And I'm like, well, shoot, I'll try that. And that actually made such a big difference. And 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 just so it's not chunky because it's definitely, you know, you're 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 shaking and straining. So it's not. Uh, and then the reason I say double strain is because there are some chunks that will still get left, you know, and so you don't want a chunk of preserves in your drink. 
Uh, but, but for the most part, it all blends in. And I guess there's some kind of like gelatiny quality that kind of makes it into the, the cocktail. And you can feel that as you're sipping it, especially if you've had something before the same cocktail without it, you can definitely feel the difference as you're sipping. And it's a nice kind of make sure it makes it feel kind of full on the tongue and, and in your mouth. And it just, it feels really good. And I, I, I really like that. Well, that's really interesting. Sounds like fun. I too have been dabbling in experimenting with mouthfeel for my cocktail. So maybe we should talk about that now. Yeah, let's do that. What are you drinking, Ben? Well, thank you for asking, Matthew. Today, I have brought to the show something that I am calling the Horseman's Head. Because as you know, Matthew, as and and you you did you demonstrated it by bringing a fall cocktail. The fall is coming up. Yeah. That fall has begun. And and that's why you have a fall cocktail. I mean, I think that means we're done with the summer cocktails. So you lose. That went a lot shorter than I thought it was going to go. It's still a summer cocktail. But I, too, am bringing a fall cocktail. And, of course, one of the quintessential flavors of fall, and one of the main reasons that you know that fall has begun, because corporate America just dictates it to us, is that they release the pumpkin spice flavor upon us. <laughs> and now, Matthew, I am not a pumpkin spice connoisseur. I, I'm actually one of those people that, you know, was never really into flavors like that to begin with. And then once it started to become like a big corporate thing and, and you know, all the sorority girls were drinking pumpkin spice lattes on their on their Instagrams. Not that I would know because I never see those Instagrams. Allegedly. You assume. Allegedly. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, I didn't like or drink uh, pumpkin spice. But I thought, Matthew, since it's fall and I'm bringing a fall drink, I have to present pumpkin spice. So that is what I'm doing today. And largely, in truth, this was actually, I was inspired to do this by watching a YouTube channel that I enjoy watching. Um, The channel is named after the creator who runs the channel. Her name is Morgan Eckroth. And Morgan is a coffee specialist, coffee content creator i don't know i don't know like you know like like steve the bartender barista kind of yeah she's that but for coffee and she's got a really fun channel and i like to watch her channel because it's really inspiring for cocktail making because there's a lot of crossover between these two disciplines and she made the other day a pumpkin spice milk punch uh iced coffee and uh, and so I was trying to recreate what she was making on her show, but without um, but but by replacing her coffee with with coffee liqueur. So let me just talk about what's in it, and then I'll talk about the choices that I made because I did end up thinking that this was a little too complicated, mm. and I backed out of the milk punch thing. Okay. Now I'm still experimenting with the milk punch, and I still want to present milk punch cocktails in the future. But I decided to go a different route by changing around with the, the mouthfeel of this particular cocktail in a, in a different way. But so what's in my cocktail? It has one ounce of Mr. Black's coffee liqueur, one ounce of vodka. Vodka alert. Wow. There's another vodka cocktail, Matthew. Yeah. I think that makes two now. Yeah. Maybe yep. three. Maybe three. Yeah. And then I also have two ounces of heavy cream or whipping cream and then three quarters of an ounce of pumpkin spice syrup which i made at home and i did originally follow morgan's recipe and if you guys want to go search you can go just search for morgan eckroth um, pumpkin 
uh, latte, a pumpkin spice latte uh, recipe, and you'll probably be able to find it on YouTube. But my recipe calls for one part pumpkin juice, one part demerara sugar, and I should say I'm using cups in these particular cases. Uh, and then I, I just dissolved the demerara sugar in the pumpkin juice over low heat, and then I steeped two cinnamon sticks and four slices of fresh ginger in the, the syrup. And then I took a whole nutmeg and I just grated that over the syrup until I felt it was enough. And I just kept stirring and tasting until I liked what I had. The one thing that I will say about this approach for the syrup is that you're not going to want to leave your ginger slices in there for very long. They really give up their flavor very, very quickly. And if you leave them in too long, steeping with your cinnamon sticks, uh, you will eventually get ginger-flavored syrup that vaguely tastes like pumpkin and <laughs> vaguely tastes like cinnamon. So so get the ginger out of there pretty quickly. Uh, the cinnamon sticks you can kind of just leave in there indefinitely, even after you pour it off and after letting it steep for at least 10 minutes. Uh, the other thing I want to say is that I did make the pumpkin juice by following Morgan's example, where she took a can of pumpkin and then she just put that into cheesecloth and then just squeezed the liquid out of it through uh, through cheesecloth and, and a sieve into uh, an empty container. And, uh, and that's how she got her pumpkin juice. And I did the same thing. And it worked very, very well. Like out of a standard can size of pumpkin, I got a cup of pumpkin juice. Wow. It was kind of amazing. Uh, yeah. uh, the stuff left over was really gross. It was like tasteless pumpkin Play-Doh. It was weird. Anyway. It was weird. That's how I got my pumpkin juice. And uh, it was really easy to do. And I, so yeah, so how do you make the cocktail? Once you have all of your ingredients, you pour the Mr. Black and the vodka into a rocks glass. Put a large chunk of ice. Like if you have a large ice mold, this is the time to use it. Put a large chunk of ice in there. Stir that gently. Oh, sorry. And then also add the, the pumpkin syrup, pumpkin spice syrup into that. Stir those to combine them. Then put in your large ice. Stir that again to chill it. And then you're going to take your two ounces of whipping cream and you're either going to shake that in a mason jar until it becomes a little bit thick, right? Not mm. fully whipped cream, but sort of halfway between. So it's still pourable, but it's very dense. You can also use a milk frother if you have that. And those of you who are familiar with that have probably already done this and you just run that around and then you pour that over your large ice cube, and it will spread out on top of the cocktail and create this cloudy, uh, very smooth, silky layer over the top of your cocktail. And so this is really kind of inspired by a white Russian. Yeah. I was thinking about calling this the white pumpkin, but then once I called it the white pumpkin, I was like, oh, this is, has to be called the horseman's head. Of course it does. <laughs> Folks, it is a beautiful cocktail, and so make sure you check it out on Instagram and Twitter, or platform formerly known as Twitter. Uh, we will put those uh, up on the uh, up on up on those sites. Uh, also, if you happen to have any type of mustache, uh, just know that when you drink this, you're going to have the biggest like milk stash on your lip. Uh, we've had to interrupt our recording once already because I did not realize that. And Ben took a sip of his cocktail while I was talking and, uh, all, all of a sudden, all I could see was this big white, like, uh, like line around his face. So mm -hmm. just, just a, a word of caution. Yeah. And I will say, if you don't like the pumpkin spice flavor, one of the nice things about this is that you're controlling that yourself, you know? So, Hey, maybe you make a mistake. 
and you end up leaving the pumpkin juice out and you just end up with like ginger or cinnamon syrup. This works really well uh, because you know what? Turns out, Matthew, I don't like pumpkin. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, I don't. You know, I've never liked pumpkin pie. I've never. It's just mm. it's just not my thing. Yeah. But I had to do it. You know, I had to do it for fall. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. For, for the people. For the people. That's right. right. For our listeners. Yeah. And if you do like that flavor, here's a really easy way for you to make that flavor yourself at home. Uh, I encourage you to do it. Uh, but my favorite thing about this is the whipped cream on top because it does create this big, really kind of silky layer. And then you just kind of break this this opening through it and you get the, the rest of the cocktail comes rushing through the Mr. Black vodka and the pumpkin spice syrup. And it just combines with the, the whipping cream and it just creates this wonderful, silky, smooth, um, um, well, I'm just going to say party in your mouth. And uh, I, you know, I think I'm definitely going to make this again, except probably with a different flavored syrup. Okay. Well, I will point out to those of you who do look forward to pumpkin spice lattes at your local coffee shop every fall, that if you make the syrup, you can make your own pumpkin spice latte at home. So it doesn't have to be just for this cocktail. If you're a cheap bastard like me, you could do, you know, I mean, instead of paying five bucks for a coffee, you could, you know, spend just a few bucks and have like, you know, maybe a week's worth right here. So first of all, this, uh, this vodka, uh, that you, a cocktail is throwing me off a little bit because, you know, we, we have like 200 and well, we have almost 300 cocktails, 300 cocktails now is our 150th episode. And yeah, like you said, like 1% of them have been vodka. So when you actually, you know, start uh, creating one, it kind of throws me off a little bit. But uh, but that's what, you know, a white Russian is a vodka cocktail and it's a good one. So uh, so, you know, those of you who have been waiting for a vodka cocktail, here it is. I also point out that Ben, it, uh, this isn't the first time that he's taken one for the team as far as like creating a cocktail where he's not crazy about the flavors because he's created some coconut cocktails when he was doing his tiki stuff. And uh, and and Ben does not like uh, coconut either. In fact, when we were growing up, uh, I would sometimes buy like Almond Joy and Mounds and things like that. Or I would like re I'd get a cupcake with the uh, with the coconut uh, you know stuff on it and in the middle because I knew that he wouldn't want to eat it and I wouldn't have to share it with him. So, you know, I would typical Big Brother stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he, but he kind of made it easy because he made it clear that he did not like uh, coconut. And he's been very consistent on that his whole life. So but I, I don't know if I really knew so much about the pumpkin one. I mean, I knew that you preferred like pecan pie to pumpkin pie, but I didn't know that there was like an aversion to pumpkin. So interesting. Well, it's also interesting, too, because I actually have baked many pumpkin pies in my lifetime, and I feel like I actually make a pretty good one. And uh, I'd never eat them. <laughs> <laughs> I taste I taste them as I'm baking them, but, you know, well, I uh, have never. Eaten them and, they, and they are quite tasty. Mm -hmm, and I yeah. am all looking forward to fall when we celebrate Thanksgiving and uh, I get another one of those pumpkin pies. And maybe we <laughs> could have a uh, horseman's head cocktail on Thanksgiving as well. That's right. Also, Horseman's Head, very appropriate for Halloween. Yes. Yeah. And I give you all permission to call it the Horseman's Head, even if it doesn't have any pumpkin in it. You can just put it next to a pumpkin, <laughs> you know, and let it like, you know, get the, the, the electromagnetic essence of a pumpkin in it. Well, there you have it, folks. The Limon Love Affair with Bourbon and Super Juice and the Horseman's Head. 
two fall cocktails for you to drink while you're celebrating the third week of fall, which we are already in. Editor's note, we are not in the third week of fall. We still have two weeks to go. If you liked either of these cocktails enough to try them yourselves, or maybe you made something better, take a Scott of it. Scott means photograph, for those of you listening for the first time. Scott hasn't mentioned this to us on Twitter. Like, I feel like maybe he hasn't been listening to this last part of the episode or something. Maybe he should stop listening altogether. I don't know. Does he still post fi- photographs? Or oh, is he, he just did a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, so it's been it's been a couple weeks since he's posted It's a been a couple weeks. All right, I'm taking it. Okay, let me reread that then. Folks. If you liked either of these cocktails enough to try them yourselves, or maybe you made something better, take a your name here, or maybe just paint a word picture and send it to us on Instagram, Twitter, threads, or any other social media network that you might be on that we are also on. And you named three out of the four right there, so, you know, got to give a chance. (laughs) We love to interact with you all, and it really helps the show. You know what else helps the show, Matthew? Leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to those of you who have done so already. If you haven't, take a moment. Go over and leave a positive five-star review it really helps the show and on that note we will see you all next monday when we will be drinking these very same cocktails while matthew and i celebrate or bemoan or maybe even just kind of casually discuss the san francisco giants who will be in the playoffs or not in the playoffs or very near the playoffs but what i can tell you is farhan zaidi will still be running this show until then matthew cheers my friend cheers ben bye everybody goodbye thank you for listening to the giant cocktails podcast until next time Bottoms up. We're 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 done, right? Like we're out of time. Ding 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 ding.